How awesome is that, you guys? That is uh, courtesy of my f- good friend Nick LaFaro. Um, find him on SoundCloud uh, under the name Toponas, T-O-P-O-N-A-S. He's got some other rad tracks. This one's called Aurora Noir. Um, thanks for letting me borrow this one, dude. Um, anyways, this episode was really fun, you guys. Our good friend Eamon Winkle returned um, to nerd out with us. We covered Into the Spider-Verse. Go see it if you haven't seen it. Um, movie remakes, TV show remakes, shows we want to see be made. Anyways, it was full nerd fun. Um, hopefully you guys walk away with some good insights and or opinions. And if so, always leave an opinion on my uh, Instagram page at BenderBlendPCast. Uh, let me know what you think. I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. Cheers. Nice. Very good. Welcome, everybody. Uh, episode 46. 46. Rolling along. And Eamon Winkle returns. Glad to be back. Eamon, thanks for being here. Uh, we got Henry over there. We got Louis. Hello. Louis Campo Piano. Campo Piano? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I know. And I always just call you Louis Campo. So, sorry. It's, but I think it's how I branded myself because okay. people can't <laughs> figure out that Campo Piano sound is not cappuccino or <laughs> Capo Bianco or oh Copacabana. Can't play the piano. Yeah. And then there's Audrey. <laughs> Hello. Um, cheers, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having um, us. This is going to be a fun talk. Eamon, it's been a while since you've been back on. It's been I'm, so long, and, and you guys have been asking me back. And That's okay, dude. I, I keep saying, like, yeah, let's do it, and then just disappear into the woods. For, <laughs> it's all right, man. Knows you're, how long. you're busy. I know you're very busy. Um, I think just to jump right into it, um, because I was holding back the last couple episodes, but we've all seen Into the Spider-Verse, so I think it's safe to say, like, we should probably... Uh, you know, I want to get your opinion on it. Like when you went inside, what'd you, what'd you feel? How'd so you... I saw it um, probably like a couple weeks or at least like a solid month after it, it premiered. Had... And so everyone was telling me like, you have to see it. I know you told me you have to see it. Yeah. Um, and so me and a couple friends went and there was like only one other group and it was just a bunch of little kids and their parents. And it yeah. was such a great experience just yeah. to like see these That's kids cool. just like minds blown. That's awesome. Because um, I was feeling the exact same way. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm glad I wasn't the only one in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Right. It kind of gives that, that energy. Um, and I think we glazed over it real quick, but we were, th- we were saying, you know, for us, it's like, fu- like that is a comic book movie. Oh, yeah. in, in the literal sense, it's like that's like watching a, you know, and I think it's really cool to see the young kids like that. If they've never seen Spider-Man or they they're just like, oh, that sounds cool. And they see that movie. I'm like, that's a great introduction to that universe and that character. And it's like, yeah, there's because you get Peter Parker and like maybe that'll trigger and be like, well, who's Peter? You know, go read the originals. Um, yeah, I just had it was one of those like pure fun and I always pee a lot during movies because I have a tiny bladder. So it's and it kills me too, especially with movies that I like. Infinity War, I definitely missed some parts. I was like, shit. But thank you Netflix for having it on. But the, I didn't get up once to go pee. I was like, I'm gonna hold it. I, I don't want to look away. Like it was just awesome visuals, one after another, and just the story was great. And it, I never, I felt yeah, I felt like a kid. I was like, this is this is what I wanted to see. Like this is great. 
You feel like a kid, but you also, it's like the most psychedelic movie I've it's seen very, in a really yeah. long time. Yeah, visually very trippy yeah. and awesome. Well, and just uh, the going, um, I, animating on, what is it, the, the ones and twos, or what, um, I can't remember the exact uh, terminology, but where it's a little bit choppy, mm-hmm. nothing's really perfect, fluid motion. And even there's like weird motion blur that they create on the characters just provides like at first you're like is the frame rate off or, or like but yeah. then it like yeah, yeah. It, you kind of settle into the the visual style of the movement and that alone kind of separates it from um just any other like dreamworks or like where animation seems to be heading where it's it's getting like you can still be just as stylistic as as you could be in 2D animation now in 3D. Yeah. And I looked it up and I wanted to find out like how long it took to make the movie. Right, right. It was... Lord said that it was uh, each second of the 117 minute film took an artist a week to complete. So each second was a week. That's... I mean, that right there should tell you like the dedication of that team to like make it happen. And that just makes me think, you know, the way you draw, Eamon, is like you're just always working. And it's like, yeah, it takes time and it, you got to do it. It's like that, that. But the reward is like what you see. And it's like, man, that's inspiring. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like because I assume they're doing more. Well, they <laughs> yeah. have to. Yeah, so. they yeah, they better. Damn it. <laughs> um, I think it was the director. Somebody did an interview and they were just talking about all the different spider like versions of spider-man that they cut that they wanted in there like they had like a crocodile dundee version of <laughs> awesome. him and like awesome <laughs> just give give me more of that just as Absolutely. zany as you can um uh, in the new um uh war of the realms journey into mystery the the new comic book that the mcelroys wrote uh, for marvel um and miles morales is one of the main characters in it and there's one of the one of the panels just starts with miles talking to uh um, I can't remember uh, Wonder Man, and he it just the, it, the conversation starts with, "Well, there's a cowboy Spider Man." <laughs> it's just like awesome. listing all, like basically explaining into the Spider Verse to another character in the universe, and it's That's fucking awesome. amazing. Yeah. Like they've got to be doing a Spider Gwen movie. Like that is going to be absolutely. more than anything else. Yeah. That's probably going to get greenlit before <clears throat> definitely before Venom Two. I hope. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, we can ask you about that. I so I tried. I started watching Venom, and I don't. I lo- I kind of got like sidetracked, and I was just like, okay, didn't like. I see what they're going for, and I was like, eh. I, I lukewarm for me, but what did you think of that? Um, there was. <laughs> I had the same thing. I went in. Uh, I watched it at home because I was like, I'm not that supportive, um, and so I was watching it at home. I was kind of paying attention, and there was a line in it where I think Venom breaks. Eddie Brock's legs or something and then heals them right away and he's like my legs were broke and now they're not broken and I was like okay I'm, I'm done I'm, yeah I'm like, <laughs> I gave it a shot but, so bad um, oh no and it, it's too bad because I love that character but it was just yeah I, it felt like they were going for five different movies like mm-hmm. it was the buddy cop movie right. and the mm. kind of horror movie and science fiction and superhero and it was like just pick one yeah. and roll with it. Yeah, the the idea that they were going in with such an iconic anti-hero character and they wouldn't 
they never really made Venom terrifying to me. Like, I, and that that was kind of the thing that, like, I'm like, okay, I, I see that just already you made it PG-13. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're abandoning some of it, but you could have still, like, you don't have to coddle children. I think there's a, a, a certain amount of uh, having movies be scary that that's why I liked certain movies growing up. I remember watching mm-hmm. fucking Temple of Doom mm-hmm. being terrified mm-hmm. by that Kali Masa. Like that. Yeah, it was and, terrifying. But yeah. But, and like, but it's still one of my favorite movies and it was when I was a kid. So it, Even like, some of the earlier Disney movies, man, they get real dark. Yeah. And it's important. Fantasia. Like, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. fucking dork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I feel like they, they kind of abandoned that and it really showed. Where yeah, yeah the, it, was, it was filmed as an R rating and then when it mm-hmm. like got hacked up in editing to be a PG-13, you're like, oh, there was definitely a head that was ripped off here that they just kind of edited out and put it to the wayside and, and it shows like... <laughs> also, yeah. just like a turd down the street. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, oh he, God, he broke. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I never got that far, Eamon. He broke my legs, but he healed them. Like huh? it's, it's one of those like you learn in in kindergarten, like show don't tell. Yeah, yeah. It's like we saw him right break and heal his legs, but no. Then we have that's... Elmer Fudd, Tom Hardy saying like he broken healed by own legs yeah the uh, somebody said said it the best on i think it was ign Uh, it was uh, somebody saying he has a accent of new york by way of mars (laughs) i think he just likes funny funny accents yeah yeah, i think it's like he's the eccentric actor and he likes getting in the role but definitely sometimes like san francisco you just you sound normal like you don't have to go beyond that yeah 100 percent. and that yeah so um i'm glad that i think we're on audrey's over there like i actually really loved it no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) it'd be funny if you did yeah she just gets up and did you see it (laughs) no i didn't even see it okay so i i I have a feeling after this that i probably don't really Uh, spoiler alert his legs get broken And then they get healed. And then they get healed. <laughs> um, I just rather watch Spider Verse or Shazam again. Oh yeah. So wait, I haven't seen Shazam. Sorry, okay, okay, I suck. Okay, okay. Um, no, no, no. Can, you're can fine. I say it's something that doesn't that sure. piggybacks off of our statement sure. about Shazam was a lot scarier for some components for children? Yeah. Like you'd think, oh, eight year olds could see this movie, and then you're like, oh, that was some cosmic horror that I really don't think. Okay. They it, should have it seen. It takes a turn. And a few okay. spots, and I actually think, like you were <clears> saying, <throat> like Ghostbusters shows. Like, that is a scary couple of moments. Yeah. And Shazam had the same thing where they're using practical effects, so it does look kind of scary. And I, I, you, I don't know if you want to say you should scare children, but I still think of the Gamork in uh, uh, Neverending Story, the wolf creature. <clears throat> and it, like, still haunts my, my oh, dreams. That like, that thing is terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. My and friend will okay. watch Dark Crystal. Because the Skeksis is a, she's a, she just can't handle it because she's a child and yeah. it just couldn't yeah she just couldn't handle it. I mean, but those are so iconic. It's like yeah. and that and that that's the argument is, you know, and I don't love him or hate him, but Nicolas Cage has a great take on comics. He's like they're modern mythology. I'm like, mm-hmm. and you know who else thinks that Neil Gaiman? That's and he's and he's right. It's like yeah, that these are the, our modern myths like Superman and like. You know, it's it's awesome, um, but I wonder too. Like, I you were talking about back to the Spider Verse, but like that 
<clears throat> it made me want to make something like that. I was like, how do you even animate like that? Like the and, and talking about that frame rate where it, there's those explosions of like a line, like a hard dark line, and it's like wow, and that because like yeah. That I don't know. I walked out of there just going like I don't know how to do any of that, but I want to do that. Like that's fucking great. It, it's one of those things that you see, and it's even like in art, photography, and music, even where you you witness something where you're like, oh, that's possible. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't like I couldn't right. even comprehend that before I saw the movie. Yeah. It like it, yeah. it opened up a whole new world. And I of, think that's. Uh, that's what like really makes like a good form of media is not only do you walk away from it saying like that was really good and maybe it makes you want to like go read more about Miles Morales, but it makes you want to look into it. Like how did they make mm-hmm. that? And then even more so like go and create stuff on your own. Mm-hmm. Like it inspires you. And I think that's, that's the cool part about it. Yeah. And I think the animators put out their own track on Twitter uh, their own commentary track that d- d- wasn't put out with the movie. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, no one asked us, but here it is. And they sat <clears> down awesome. and recorded <laughs> their own track, which I think I mean, you can find pretty easily. That's awesome. Well, in the story, obviously, because, I mean, it's beautiful, and I feel like it would still be an excellent film, even if the story wasn't, but it was just... Yeah. Everything just worked together so perfectly. It was unbelievable. They had... You know, yeah. the, the child Spider-Man, and then you had the over-30 Spider-Man that adults were like, oh my god, yes! Depression that would, pants. Exactly! <laughs> like, so many other people could relate to that, and then just, the, yeah, the story was just unbelievably great as well, and well, it all just and worked so well together. And what an undertaking for, Dude, like, right? how massive that story is. <sighs> But they kept it from falling apart and becoming fragmented and becoming stupid and ridiculous and lagging or being way too much, too fast. It was just, yeah. Made me want to see their version of Solo more than anything because they were the original directors. Yeah, that's right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So then they, you know, oh, this is getting too wacky and off the the wheels. Hmm. Let's bring in Ron Howard. No, let me see kind of that storyboard and where that was going. Also, Omar from The Wire as their big bad. Yeah. That was... Yeah, I, um, Daniel, um, the other facet of that movie that, like, was the, the kind of, like, invisible thread is Daniel, Tem- Daniel Pemberton's music in that mm-hmm. whole thing is so fucking phenomenal. Wrote an incredible score and then got a great DJ to fucking scratch Just it up. Just the sound for Prowler. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's my favorite thing. I've <clears throat> got to say, I think about the whole movie. That Just is awesome. the Prowler sound. Follow him on Twitter. Yeah. There's a great thing of how he made that noise. Didn't you tell me? Yeah. I think you told me. What was it again? It's it's this like vibrating bit that he like Jesus. like like a, like plugs in part of his synth to and just like like puts it next to it. And it creates this. That's it was so John Carpenter. It was fantastic. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I love me some yeah. John. Yeah, just an incredible use of analog synths. That is exactly what John Carpenter like. That's where he yeah. lives. Yeah. Thank you, John Carpenter, for inspiring synthwave. Like the new generation of all those bands or dudes, not quite bands, but. Yeah, I think we all enjoy and dudettes and dudettes. Yeah, there's a, there's this awesome Russian gal who uh, she would be since, 
Since I know, there's a tattoo. Sure. Are you trying to say tattoo? No. She, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she. I think she follows the Bender blend to it. I think since girl Irina. I. I don't know if she's right. Sorry if you're not Russian. You should be I'll, Russian. I gotta look it back up. But anyways, it's tight. It's like yeah. There's. It's a. It's a unique sound and. And it fits well in movies when you're like, it kind of adds that little something. You're like, yeah, do that, do more of that. <laughs> well, yeah, we just have we have a plethora of sounds, and when people mm-hmm. just pick one, you, you're you're not using the full range and depth of your, your <clears throat> tools available. Just watch any '90s action movie. Sleazy guitar riffs with like some saxophone. <laughs> Definitely gotta have some saxophone I'm going hard in there. I'm going hard to the basket with the saxophone. It's like it, I think it started with Lethal Weapon. So More like saxophone. It is very sexy. Sleazy, yeah, it's like sleazy. I call it slutty guitar. It's Ooh. like, like it just it's just sleazy, yeah, sleazy slutty guitar. <clears throat> Um, who are our favorite characters? So if you had to pick one favorite character from uh, Spider-Verse, who would it be? You want, no, you can, I'm, you want I'm me not, to go yeah, first? Sure. Why oh, not? Geez. Um, man, it's a, it's a toss-up because I loved the surprise <clears throat> of the, uh, the little girl with the robot spider. Because it was just mm-hmm. like, she didn't, I was like, she, I loved that dynamic, but I f- also really loved fucking noir spider-man and spider-ham like yeah. <laughs> how do you choose like yeah, so. and, and what a perfect cast for that voice of spider-ham like getting john molly like they uh yeah when they like had him in the booth i guess they just let them all ad-lib <laughs> and awesome. so john mulaney did like a good solid ad-lib of just R-rated. just yeah. the you know john mulaney stuff and so he's just swearing up a storm and they let him finish and they were like so we can't use that, <laughs> but uh, that was great. One of the best lines that they have recorded, because they have that bit um, uh, all like taped out and everything. And the best one is, um, it's, it's supposed to be like right at the end where um, Miles Morales says like, and I've been Spider-Man for two, the last two days. And John Mulaney just goes, two days? I've been Spider-Man for 30 fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling that like the special release DVDs that, or DVDs, do people still buy those? I, I own it on Blu-ray currently. Blu-ray. I wonder if they have like, if they're going to release like an, a, a version with like any of that extra on it. And I think, I know uh, Prio told me that his version has like a whole Spider-Ham like mini mm-hmm. offshoot and I was like fuck I gotta watch that like that's that's that's. do you amazing. have a blu-ray player I do I was give I, I got gifted an extra one so oh, tight I'll give you I should have thought of that Sorry. borrow it well it's I have two so borrow it <laughs> long term borrow until you give it to somebody else right give it to a kid be like hey kid you think you know hey, Spider-Man kid. hey kid you, you wanna see some Spider-Man open up your <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> No, never mind. My brain went somewhere. I was like, no. Put away your spider ham, sir. I was going to say, you want to see my web shooter? No. Um, But let me me rephrase my question. Pick pick your favorite, like, protagonist and then your favorite villain. Because there there is a plethora of both in there. That's true. So who is your favorite spider person and then who is your favorite villain? (laughs) 
Oh man, that's hard. Um, I kind of have to say, depressed Peter Parker was <laughs> right. Something about it, it was just because it was like him passing the torch, and it's like I loved Miles, but like seeing that dynamic of just like him unwilling, like it's it. it that's what I always loved about Spider-Man to begin with. In the old Peter Parker's, like this is a kid in high school who's like, it, it sucks. Life kind of sucks when you have all this power and it's like no real shit happens to and you got to deal with it so i think that kind of it spoke to the true like my you know the old school feel of it but um villain wise like i actually really liked how they did doc ock as a woman i was like that's and it was like and it again that twist and i was like yeah that's fucking great that's great because it, it was unexpected, and then as soon as it like came out, I was like, "That's that's pretty sweet." So yeah. I think that, that actress was, is phenomenal too. Yeah. I can't remember her name, um, but she's in some great stuff. Um, fuck me! Right, I can see her face. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lake Bell plays. Um, it's almost uh, like we have something in our pocket, right? <laughs> the Oracle, the All Knowing. Lake Bell played um, uh, Kingpin's wife, even though she only had like a few lines of dialogue. She's a great actress. Um, yeah, and that that was. That was a close second. Was Kingpin just because it was like his journey? Yeah, and it's like, man, I need to. Apparently, I had. I'm. This is off, off topic, but like, I had no idea there was already a third season of Daredevil. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't keep up. It's too many shows, and I love it, but it's hard to keep up. Um, hey man, who were? Who yeah, were I was gonna say. Oh, uh, um. I really appreciated having Spider-Ham in it, um, <laughs> just because like he's he's in the comics, but it's like nobody knew who he was. I yeah. mean, he's he, and then you explain to him, and they'd be like, "You made that up." Um, <laughs> and probably villain, I would have to say Kingpin. Yeah. I just, uh, the the way they designed him so that he's like absolutely gargantuan. Yeah, like there's a scene where he walks out of a car, and my friend leaned over, and he's like, "How did he fit in there?" <laughs> um, right, <laughs> that's funny. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough choice because honestly, like, the Prowler was just a mm-hmm. great character, mm-hmm. um, just all over. I mean, they just did incredible work. Like, it wasn't like there weren't any characters that were just there as placeholders, like one notes. They all had like some defining moment, and mm-hmm. I think that was absolutely impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think that through this adaptation of the Prowler, it will influence Marvel's uh, kind of vision for what Donald Glover will play as the Prowler in the new movies? I I hope so because when they dropped that hint in was it Homecoming? Yeah, yeah. I was super stoked. I was like, please give him a purple mask and make him make him the Prowler. Like go that direction. Yeah, and then. Screw it! Bring in Miles Morales to like the MCU, like make it happen. Because um, I I think like as these movies are like as the MCU is getting bigger, they have that ability to bring in like the random B and C list people who nobody knows about, um, and just bringing that to the masses. So yeah, and plus Don Clever's great in like everything he does. Louis. Favorite Spider person? Oh, I love Spider Man Noir. I, yeah, I yeah. mean, Miles cool. definitely <laughs> carried it, but like, just that they went as bold to have Spider Man Noir was 
Like when he punches it, I still see him saying applesauce. <laughs> and it's like sometimes I burn matches to my fingers to feel something. And it's just like, it's so good. So bloody good. One of the best lines in the whole movie is, we don't pick the ballroom, we just dance. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, they just said, like, we need someone to lean into the cheesiest lines possible. Oh, Nicolas Cage is available? Right this way, sir. And it, it, it's campy, but it just totally lent itself to it. So... A, a fucking awesome road trip buddy cop type movie that I just imagined and want to see forever is Nicolas Cage and John Mulaney in a movie together. Jesus. Would be fucking amazing. Yeah. I would yeah. love that so much. Would you do it like a Mandy style kind of... Oh, I think you could put a lot of camp in there and people would... <laughs> like really horror like camp. It. Yeah. That, yeah. That would be incredible. So, um, And then... Was it live for Doc Ock? She was the, how they re, redid that was fantastic. I, and oh, and I also have to readjust my views on what a, <laughs> a gender bias is. Yeah. <laughs> so so good. Re-examine my personal. <clears throat> yeah, that was fantastic, Audrey. Um. I mean, once again, the depressed aging, that, that was pretty great. <laughs> I just, there was something about the dynamic between Miles and his uncle, the Prowler, that was just really... Yeah. Because at the beginning, it was super heartwarming, and you could see just someone as a kid who, you know, loved his parents, and his parents just wanted the best for him, but he was able to go to his uncle, and it was more like a buddy thing, but still someone that he respected and looked up to, and they had... Hey. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> and they had similar, and they had similar interests, and um, and then that whole thing kind of turning on its head, and basically being a kid and having to deal with someone you love, literally kind of crash to the ground in your eyes. That that was that was pretty impressive, <clears throat> and the way that they handled that without it getting. No. I don't know. It could, it could have gotten... I just... Everything about that movie, they just handled so well. Yeah. And I feel like the other characters kept it from getting too dark, in a sense. Like, they weren't just there right. to make it lighter. It was balanced. But it definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I cried. Yeah. <laughs> when he pulled his mask off and was like, Oh, Claire, please don't kill me off this roof, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, that, it, it's that, pretty powerful. That terrifying moment where he puts Miles' mask back on yeah. and you're not sure whether right. he's like hiding his face so that he can do his job but then right. you realize he's hiding his identity from yeah. the other villains. Yeah. Um, that, that's there, Right. You're correct. There's a split second where you kind of wonder that. And then... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just liked that, that dynamic a lot. That worked well for me and it evoked a lot of emotion. Which <clears throat> Spider-Man comics have always done. They always play on that, like, the real shit. It's like, mm-hmm. and that, and in this new one, it's like, they've kept, they finally show, it's like, yeah, that's always, in all the comics, it's like, Spider-Man is definitely one of my favorites of all time. But it's because, of like, those real moments, you're like, oh, yeah, that solidarity, I feel, is like, I can connect to that. Sometimes the X-Men, you're like, and I love the X-Men, but there's moments where you're like, eh, oh, I'm sorry that you married an alien and you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, that sucks. But it's like, Spider-Man is like, oh yeah, my girlfriend's dad is, like in Homecoming, my d- girlfriend's dad is the vulture. Oh fuck, how do I deal with that? <laughs> it's just, it's, even with the other Spider-Man, but like, then especially with Miles, I think it's just, either way you look well, at it, it's a, he's been robbed of his childhood. 
Like, that's it. Yeah. And which is an th- ongoing theme. Just to grow up so quickly and have to deal with these major intense mm-hmm. themes and being a superhero when you're... How old was he supposed to be? He was supposed to be maybe... In like, high school. Yeah, maybe... He's like 15, 15 maybe 16. 14. Which is correct, because someone... And now you're not a kid anymore all of a sudden. Like, yeah. that's... And that's... that's yeah. That's, that's why I love how they did it. It's like, yeah, it's showing, like, these decisions are not made... Like, it's the whole, you know, it's, that's the theme is, like, you're forced into this. How are you going to mm-hmm. deal with it? Mm-hmm. And you have these incredible powers. Mm-hmm. You're going to rise to the occasion. All right. And Miles did. And it was like, yeah, it was it was such a well-written, balanced movie. And it's like, even for comic people that aren't comic book fans, it's like, just go watch it just to, like, watch something visually that you've never, I've never seen anything like that. And then I saw it and I was like, okay, that's really fucking cool. Um, but I always encourage people too. It's like, if that if that gets people into comic books, like print comics, like even better because that's that that world is just as cool. And it's like, yeah, I I love movies and I love live action or whatever like cartoons, but you know the print is always like that's that artwork is just like that's. You gotta. You can hold it. And you, you connect can to it. it in a way that, yeah, more so than television or <clears throat> a, a uh, you know live different medium. Like, right. It's true, man. I don't know. I think that's what I feel, but I think we can all agree. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I think my like, I I fucking love all like Peter B. Parker. Just anybody who has just general depression or is like. <laughs> cynical about the world I think (laughs) he was an easy person to connect to Mm -hmm. just feeling defeated Um, but I think one of the more heart-wrenching characters is Spider-Glenn just in that like especially in the scene where Peter B. Parker sees Mary Jane in that thing and she turns to him and she says it's not her it's not your like I've been through it and she's talking about seeing him Like she, her best friend, yeah. Peter Parker, oh, true, yeah, and and how she's dealing with being around him all the time and having that be the person that she lost in her life, I think is amazing. And um, yeah, but for villains, I'm gonna go like Prowler was the fucking dopest, but um, Scorpion, another <laughs> like low key MVP. Just <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for someone to bring. Her up, <laughs> <laughs> he was so much fun. I loved that character. But um, I'm going to go with one of the like more underused ones in the movie with fucking Green Goblin. Holy shit. He was so cool. And he was vo- voiced by, I'm pretty sure, Yorma, Yorma from The Lonely Island. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he even talk or was yeah. he just screeching? There were, there's, I think there's maybe one line of dialogue maybe one or two right at the beginning correct yeah but um yeah it's mainly just yelling but um, I guess I gotta rewatch it now yeah oh darn what are you gonna do (laughs) (laughs) bummer but yeah just such a cool design like made him terrifying but I love he still calls him Norman yeah (laughs) yeah where like you know that there's an entire backstory built in, and if you know the comics, you or, or even just the OG movies, you can mm-hmm. understand it. But it's 
it's so much more of like he went through a transformation mm-hmm. into this creature that he is now. But I loved that they brought in that he wasn't just this monster. He like used to be a person, and I I just thought it was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, fucking a. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> on to the next. Uh, and I think we probably all have a, an opinion on this. Um, the new Joker movie with Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, <clears throat> and I usually, you know, Henry knows this about me. I don't watch trailers for movies I really want to see. <laughs> so I watched this one because I don't really want to see it. But I was like, I'm curious what they're what they're trying to do. And I watched it. It was like two. It was a pretty long trailer, and I was like, "Okay." Um, the only and I'll give my opinion, and then we can all go around. But my I walked away from it going, "I don't." I understand why you want to give him a backstory, but also that's not necessary. If you know the joke, it's like that's not really the the point of how he got there. It's like, that's not the point. So anyways, I was kind of like, I like, I saw some things. I was like, that's cool. That'll be all right. I'll, yeah, I'm curious to see where they take it. But I was kind of like, huh, okay. We talked about Hmm. this a little bit uh, a few days ago, but elaborate on your point of like, that's not the point of the Joker. Because I think it was more of, yeah. when we talked, you, you basically touched on that. He, it's not what he was before. Like, he is the Joker. Like, that, who he was before isn't necessarily even a part of him now. Right. Like, he, when, when he becomes his, like, true essence, it's that ultimate chaos. Yeah. And that, the, to me, I guess, <clears throat> like, yeah, so the point of it is the, what's not the point is his, we don't, and I think DC has it has this curse on them right now of like let's go do backstory and it's like these are your main stage characters, we we don't care, show us show us a chapter in their life now we don't care about the backstory. And I think for the Joker it's like the point is that he is the opposite of Batman, and Batman stands for this this and this and the Joker is this they're complete opposites, and. It's like you're making a whole movie showing his a person become that. I'm like, I I get it. I I'm sure it's that like need for that like I need the story. I don't. I personally I don't as a Batman fan. I'm like I know what the Joker is. Now show me him interact with Batman because that's that's the best. It's like yeah. So I don't know. I'm just kind of like I'm not totally like fuck that movie but I'm just a little curious I was like I wonder why they felt the need to like well he was the fail. it's like there nobody knows the real backstory and that's the point it's like he is this thing he has it's like how he got there is kind of like you know and I think Gotham the show tried to show that it's like it's more of a an affliction like of I, and here's the thing I haven't watched I watched to a certain point and I was like I'm not even close they but, got so close to doing it good and then they right. fucked it and up that, right and, at the and end and that's what that's, <laughs> again that's what Prio told me he's like don't watch anymore and I was like alright but I think it was just 
seeing the trailer, I was like, all right, I it's just they're going that I have to disconnect as a like hardcore Batman fan and just be like, all right, they're telling a story about this dude that becomes the Joker. Not my Joker, but that's fine. I'll watch. I'll watch it. Louie? It's funny you say that because I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, so it's like a big budget version of Gotham. Like, that was my very first <laughs> yeah. thing because it just like... It's funny. I, I'm going to take some hard takes here and I'm, my opinions do not represent the opinions of the Bender Blend. <laughs> but it's like, it's wow, fine. man. What would have happened if the, if the Joker was an incel? Oh, oh, that's what we're getting. Cool. Like... These kids were really mean and pushed me over because I was spinning a sign, and now I'm going to cause chaos and murder. It's like, cool, I guess. Like, like I, my, I, I just yeah. nothing about it was like really catching me. Um, like, like you said, Agent of Chaos makes it more. But <clears throat> um, I think it was is it, uh, Stephen King has the the quote of like everyone has a backstory and no one cares. And it's that like, sounds uh, very Stephen King, like, which I you love. Could, and, and I actually had this whole idea of like, man, the, the prequels are where it's at. And the more I see prequels, I'm like, no, none of this stuff's interesting. Like, we're going to see little snippets from things that we want to see, but it never, it's always fan service and it's never actually giving us right. like textured, gripping, interesting background. It's just like, oh, okay. And then here's the smile. And then... Okay, and then there's some face paint. And I, again, just give me somebody. That's what I liked about Heath Ledger's Joker is you don't know where that came from. He is just a maniac, and, and people have tried to parse together. Oh, he's a he's a veteran, or he's yeah. doing this, and it's like because you don't know. Even he like makes up his backstory. Yeah, it changes going, every time he tells yeah, how I got my scar. Exactly, and it's like yeah. you just you yeah. you want to have a villain. That's better, like a villain that is successful is better than the hero because he's doing all the things behind the scenes, connecting dots that you didn't even know you were able to, to have. And it just looks like, oh, now that we're seeing the connected dots for Incel Joker, that like, <laughs> oh, like no one's talking. I, again, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but it seems like it's like the most hot topic y. And I hold the Jared Leto one with this statement. Like, so much like society has made me this way and it'll be like you know evil minions and i don't care <laughs> so yeah we went the, from the, fuck boy joker to <laughs> incel joker real quick. yeah and, and yeah. It, like you said dc focus on focus on like your pantheon of other stuff we have had uh you know your, your big three only one of which did well like just hold yeah. hold off yeah. Batman and Superman to the side. Do a Green Lantern movie that's interesting. Like right. Show. My, my my would say introduce Lobo as like the fugitive from the Green Lantern Corps. That's all I want. All I and want like, to see is Lobo. So you have you would get, you know, <laughs> a cosmic space, you know, romp with a buddy cop component doing the fugitive Guardians of the Galaxy your way with Lobo and Fuck, I'm just going to say get the guy who plays the Hound to play Lobo. And Not a like, bad idea. Someone give me a million dollars. I will make this happen. Yeah. Well, and also, like, while you're at it, throw in some of the other... How many people... How many heroes in the Justice League? Like, I love the, the question. He's, he has no face, and he's like a detect... It's like, throw him in there with some Black Canary and some Green Arrow. Like, you guys have this huge plethora... 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Lobo, I've always wanted to see a Lobo. Like, don't don't focus on those. Like, yeah, we, we we know. I know who Superman is. Yeah, exactly. Don't we do know. another movie where you're like he landed, and he's. It's like I know. Show him. We, we've had Murder Batman and <laughs> and Incel Joker. So let's just take a. Murder ba- I love shotguns. Do you? No. Um. Uh. And scene. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's Sorry. good. No, that's fine. That's why I asked. Um, Eamon, I'm curious what you think, man. Of Lobo? No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lobo, no, exactly. Lobo. Um, oh, my God. Twinkie on the table? Um, yeah, what do you think of the new Joker trailer? What, I, what? I mean, I'm always up for, like, new iterations and new creative teams to, like, mm-hmm. do new versions of these characters. I think that's what, like, how these characters have stuck around for decades is they can just constantly be reinvented mm-hmm. and have fresh takes. This one, I, I I think Joaquin Phoenix will do great. I mean, yeah, the the laugh alone that yeah. he had in it was just like that was perfect. Right. I just don't know if it, it borderline makes me uncomfortable to have a Joker origin movie. Mm-hmm. Not because like it it gives him a definitive origin. Like I I do believe he's sort of this absolute like he's just mm-hmm. almost a force of nature that mm-hmm. yeah. you you don't see coming and uh, you don't want to see him coming one of my favorite uh, lines from one of the comics is it's a bunch of the villains in uh, was it the Injustice Gang or the opposite of the yeah. Justice League mm-hmm. and they talk about recruiting the Joker and they're like nope yeah. Don't don't yeah. do it. And they they basically say like when villains want to scare each other, they tell Joker stories. Right, uh, which is fucking awesome. Right, like, that's a that's a well written yeah. villain. But yeah, it just it makes me uncomfortable because it's like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he's a he's just a mass murderer, and so we don't mm-hmm. really need to see an origin story because right. it's like if you're making him like the sympathetic character, like oh he got pushed over when he was spinning a sign or his uh, comedy career didn't pan out it's like you're building sympathy and almost saying like humanizing him well you know it's a, a it's okay you did all those bad things but like you had a bad day yeah but yeah and so uh, i'm interested to see like where they go with it but mm. i think they just need to be very careful yeah, and as a society, we need to make more excuses for white male murderers. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that is the most important takeaway that we just have to make sure that that's a well, consistent. It is similar to like it is a it is a very similar feeling to like news organizations releasing a manifesto after somebody does something horrible like that, where you're you're giving the pe- the people who are like who are feeling downtrodden and and pushed in a corner. This, this idea that, oh, this person took back their strength and, like, became who they were meant to be by doing these violent acts. And it's justified because mm-hmm. of the things that were done to them. And, um, and I think if they were smart, they're going to take a tone with the movie that he is wrong. Mm. And that's the only way. I would way, hope so. That's the only yeah. way I think they, that they can really save it and turn it into something that is as meaningful as the message in it that he is a psychopath, he is insane, and he is wrong. 
Like uh, right. the, the idea that we are, are gaining sympathy for him, I think, should be the opposite. Where throughout the movie, we should lose contact with the person that he is, and and he becomes this like force of nature. Right. The only yeah, I mean, they've released like a little bit, obviously, like the trailer and just like little summaries. But they've already said they want. I guess Thomas Wayne is a big part of the movie. Oh wow. Um, and they've kind of redeveloped him to be a little bit more villainous. They've described him as like a 1980s shadowy businessman who's doing like, you know, in the public, he's a really bright figure. But meanwhile, he's like putting money under the table for like bad stuff. And so to put like that kind of character in more of a villainous role, it kind of does the same thing where it's like, okay, so we're rooting against like Thomas Wayne, who we all know is eventually going to die and rooting for Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it could... Um, again, that's just, like, no, based I, on the trailer. Then, yeah. But yeah. What's Howard... Or uh, is it Howard Stark? Tony Stark's dad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would like them to do something like that where the it's a, 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 a balanced duality where, yeah, he's doing all these things to progress society... But he's also selling weapons, right. and it, it's and almost like the like the Oppenheimer thing, where it's like mm-hmm. you you're a brilliant mind, but we utilize that to create the ultimate weapon. Yeah, I never watched Agent Carter. I don't know if that's dealt with in that or not. But I don't know. I, I didn't. Watch seems that. like that would have been the the era where that's would have been tackled. Yeah, but. yeah. It's just really interesting. I I I'm fascinated to see it. I'll, I'll, I'll probably. It feels like a movie that I want to watch alone, but I'll definitely go see in the theaters because <clears> I don't want it. I yeah. don't. I just don't want too many people telling me what they think before I get the chance right. to kind of right. sure see and formulate my own. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree yeah. with you though on that. That needs to be basically kind of a clockwork orange deal where you kind of know this character all along, and you're like, why am I still reading that this guy is. He's garbage. He's fucking messed up. Yeah. But then it comes back around at the end. And he's like, "Oh, this is this is ridiculous. What am what am I doing?" Yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that point. For yeah, sure. and I mean that the trailer alone like has that sympathy aspect of like Stu just went over the edge. It's like that's not the Joker. Sorry. Well, and just not that's to not, like that's not important to the Joker story. It's like. You're not. Do not build sympathy for him. Like this dude is the worst of the worst. Like I don't care how he got there. He got there. If you show me how he got there, it's that weird need for like. Well, and here's the thing. What I was gonna bring up to we can. It's gonna go in and out. But I want to see why Darth Vader was such a badass and why he was so scary. Because in the old movies, they're like it's Darth Vader, and it's like he's got a couple scenes of choke hold, and you're like, yeah. And then finally in fucking Rebel Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. It's like you see him wreck shop and you're like, that's why he's scary. It takes out Same a thing. It's ship. like there's plenty there's there's reasons it's like and then yeah, I wanna know why Boba Fett is the most feared bounty hunter. They never show why he falls into a pit. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. So it's like I'm stoked for those. Like show me those stories. Show me solo how he got into like great. I love that shit, but for this kind of character, it's like it's not necessary to show how he got there because it might encourage. It's like encourage a little. And here's the thing: like 
there's plenty of anti-heroes out there. The Punisher, like, yeah, you know, it's, I don't know, I, I agree with you now, and, like, thinking back to the trailer even more, it's like, it it was like, oh, I feel sad for him. It's like, no, you shouldn't. Do you know what he does? You know, and so that's an intro. I guess that's also that with, yeah, you know, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, not to keep going back to the Heath Ledger Joker, but... Um, <laughs> the Heath Hedger? <laughs> the Heath Ledger Joker, but... Um, <laughs> it's fun. Spoonerism. Right? I just... He was chilling anyway. And then the scene with the semi-truck where he has painted an S in front of laughter is the best medicine. I think that's the point where I was like, oh, this is kind of a different villain than I've ever seen the Joker be before. And I don't know how much I like this. Like, he's killing it. This man is an amazing actor. He's nailing it. But this is making me rapidly uncomfortable. And and it should. Like, the the that movie, The Dark Knight... Hit, hit, that performance was spot on. Like he says that line when he's hanging up, saying, "Why do I feel like you and I are destined to do this forever?" It's like, boom, right there is what the Joker is to Batman, and you know, Batman with the you know Bruce Wayne sitting there with you know Alfred, and he's like, "I've never," met, and he's like, "Some people just want to watch the world burn." That's all. That's yeah, pretty, yeah and and it's like, that's it. You guys nailed it. Good, and then. So it's funny to see DC do this thing of like, well, what about a backstory? And it's like, uh, I agree. Joaquin Phoenix is going to be great, but it's like, can you wait (laughs) and do a movie with him and Batman in it and see what, because that's the dynamic, like, I don't know, like, I, it's just, it's, to me, it just seems unnecessary to do an origin Joker story, but that's just my I mean they could have because uh, they've done it like in the comics like Killing Joke is yeah. kind of an origin story again you right. don't know if it's true but it works because you get little glimpses of his like kind of sympathetic past mm-hmm. but then the immediate next panel is like he's doing these atrocious things and so you're like oh well, he's still the bad guy Yeah. so and yeah. then at the end of the day Batman beats him or yeah. kills him however you want to interpret it yeah um, one one thing that like like if I had a like wish list for the movie um, is like if they even just did it in post credits is watching him shoot down Robin and that Robin becomes the Jared Leto Joker because they they alluded I've, to I've it heard that as a... they alluded to it so heavily in in Suicide Squad. Where you see Robin's uniform with the two bullet holes, yeah. and then he has those two bullet scars on his shoulders. Mm. So he was Robin, but like, just a way Ooh. that they can tie together the the like weird amalgamation of movies that they're trying to make an MCU out of, and they just can't quite get it. But if if they want to make a standalone movie, I'm okay with that. But then make a lot of standalone movies. Like, don't try to connect it. But, Correct. But yeah. if they can, yeah. and if that's really what they're still trying to do, then give me some continuity. I give think, me something to tie together. I think it was uh, David Bell on Hypecast. I'm gonna, I might be wrong on that one. But he said he really wished they had had Batman in the Shazam movie because it's like you put Batman, it's like, well, I have essentially a nuclear weapon that's a child soldier. Which do I lean towards? And you could have actually had kind of a moral dilemma that, do I make this kid my new Robin? And knowing that he is as powerful as Superman, 
but he's an eight-year-old and it's like <laughs> like do we do we allow child soldiers and that's like oh that's a way more interesting topic to me than wherever they went with you know they're gonna wherever they're gonna go with the batman or incel joker which is funny that you say that because that's kind of what robin is oh yeah, yeah and it's like he's he's definitely been okay with it before mm-hmm. um that's interesting yeah i don't i don't know i think i think we're i mean fuck how lucky are we we're in an age for us true comic book fans of like we get to see shit made and more and more i and i know I, I th- it's catching on for sure but like some people are like i hate superhero movies i'm like that's fine but when they do it right, <laughs> why? <laughs> right. So I don't know. I can't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me because I'm just like, yeah, that's an opinion, and you're wrong. Um, <laughs> but for me, it's like, man, you know, I I can always fall back and wait and just reread my comics. I can always, and there's new comic. And actually, Eamon, that was a question I want to ask you. Leading into is like, do you have? Have you read any new comics that you're like, we should read? Um, if you haven't read Paper Girls, I would highly recommend that. Okay. It's not, um, <clears throat> maybe you can help me out, Henry. It's Paper not Girls. like DC or Marvel. It's, uh, okay. I, I think it's Image. Yeah. Um, Image Comics. Okay. And the it's, it's kind of like starts as like almost slice of life, um, just the day in the life of teenagers, and then just goes, so buck wild just <laughs> nuts i mean like and and i highly recommend like picking up the volume set like so you don't have to constantly be like oh man i need to go find that that next issue because you you are going to be sitting there going like what's going to happen next? that's exactly like, what i did yeah I, I wish i had picked up the volume I, I think like i think it was like a free comic book day they gave me the first issue and i was like well you might as well just sell me the whole thing because <laughs> you did okay it. brian came on as the writer yeah. yeah all right and if you if you like saga uh you will like it, it, this brings basically like the the buck wild crazy nature of saga to a a relatable place where you you see your, and like especially like it, it was hard to sell to some some of my friends where i was like this is about teenage girls a group of girls who are like banding together against the fuck boys in their school and I still relate to them very heavily. Like they're such well-written, developed characters that you you can see yourself in them, regardless of who you are. Yeah, and I, it's it's amazing. Because yeah, like as it gets just almost too zany, like it just goes so crazy. They're still dealing with like typical teenage issues. Like you know, one of them might be coming from a bad home, or one of them has like a crush on a girl and and doesn't know how to express it and in the middle of like giant robot battles and stuff and it's like great give me more of that that's yeah. absolutely perfect uh, now, now can you explain why it's called paper girls or is that just they're they're paper girls they literally are riding around on bikes oh okay yeah, okay um, but yeah it's uh there's an interview with peter dinklage about game of thrones this is no spoilers bender don't worry <laughs> yeah i was gonna um, say that's the one thing we can't talk about i'm sorry i didn't watch it last night because i was in bed it's okay but um he was talking about he's like this is the most real like show I've ever done and there are dragons in it but I feel like a lot of fantasy is 
heavy on the dragons, light on the people, mm-hmm. and we go heavy on the people, light on the dragons. And I like I totally think that that is a, a, a great path for writing just in general is like focus on the people because you can put them anywhere and as long as they're real characters I'll follow them through whatever like you can jump a thousand sharks and as long as the person is still believable I'll still follow the story and we're all waiting for the hardcore dragon fucking in Game of Thrones Damn right. <laughs> no spoilers but it's like that's that's the reality that I think we're all really holding on to <laughs> eight seasons I want to see dragon dick now <laughs> Just humping each other like two dogs in heat. <laughs> Dragon fucking. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> There's got to be a metal band called Dragon fucking. Don't Google that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I saw you reach for the computers. Like, oh, God. No. Um, but they're t-shirts. <laughs> they probably are. Um, well, that's good. Paper. Okay, I wrote down Paper Girls. I'm going to check that out. Um. And I just, getting back to a place of like, and I have a pretty cool comic collection that I'm proud of, but I'm like, I go through and I'm like, fuck, I miss, it's bits and pieces, so I'm definitely missing a lot. Um, and so my, the only problem is, is like, um, what's the, Dr. Neptune's? Or, uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Kane's. Dr. Kane's. Why Neptune? Which just sold. Uh, Reed Kane just sold Dr. Co- uh, Dr. Kane's a day ago. Oh, wow. Really? I think it's to the guy who works there. He often has his daughter in there. Um, when this guy with long hair oh, beard. He's a super um, nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think he's the new owner of it, and I think yeah. he's going to take really good care of that Absolutely. Shop. Good. But yeah. So. I can go in there and easily spend way too much money, and that's part of the problem is like, I'll go... And, you know, and I'm not too ashamed <clears throat> to admit, like, sometimes I'll buy comic books just based on the cover art. I have no idea what's inside. It could be garbage story, but it's like that art is that's and that's part of the joys. Mm-hmm. Like it and I won't it's like cool, I read it and it was weird, but look at that art, man. And like that's part of the fun too of comic books is like some of these artists are just, and you know, Eamon, dude that <clears throat> that fucking Thor you drew oh, yeah, was yeah. like that I was just like ah, I gotta get that thing for my brother. Like, there's a couple of your prints I need to get. Um, and I know you have an Etsy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there's uh, I, the swamp thing that you draw is rad. And I was like, fuck, that's on my... I've got, I got my little wish list for your art. Um, and I love that you post, too. You're like, ask me a question. And I'm sure you get asked this all the time. It's like, it is fun. I think you're... Someone asked you, like, what do you who's your favorite character to draw? And I, know, I remember you saying Tank Girl was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder, too, is like, I don't, I don't know if I asked you this last time, but do you have any original characters that you ever designed that have, like, you came up with something that was, like, not Gravity really. Boy or um, I'm sure, like, if I looked at my sketchbooks when I was younger, mm-hmm. I would probably find, like, something like that. Uh but I'm I'm having fun just yeah. doing these characters like new designs of characters that That's exist because awesome. I mean uh, why not like like that Thor one I mean I don't typically draw Thor in those characters so to get like that's the fun thing about commissions is like someone will be like draw me Thor draw me MCU Captain America and it's like yeah I've done that before yeah all right let's do it it's awesome that's fun and, and I think that's 
important to hear too is like you have fun doing that it's not and that's what I love your attitude it's just like yeah it's fun to draw this shit and you're always drawing and that that hashtag keep drawing it's like dude that's that's inspiring to people that aren't even draw like you know I have friends that listen and they're like dude I don't draw but that 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 mentality of just like well go do it you know it's like yeah exactly I don't yeah. have an excuse like it's great man that's a great reminder I mean, like, the the number one question, like, I typically get is, like, how, how do I get better? Like, how do I get better at drawing people or right. in general? It's, like, just just, draw. just keep doing it. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, you can practice, like, the essentials, but at the end of the day, you just got to do it. Yeah. And, and it, it just builds on itself. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's, like, playing an instrument. How do I get better at drums? should probably 10, play hours. drums. Yeah. 10,000 hours. And then after 10,000 hours another hour and another hour yep. like you yeah. gotta it doesn't stop yeah. even the idea that when you uh, when you're starting drawing and you're working on those essentials and you're just practicing and doing it some of those things that you see in your own style where you might think they're a mistake or something that you can't do as well like you're also developing your style <laughs> like that that weird little thing that yeah. you, where how you draw eyes or like whatever it may be can turn into one of your strengths if you let it. Like you, it doesn't like you don't necessarily have to be perfect in this as long as you are continuing to do it. So like even how you play something, if it, it, it can be iconic if you continue to do it. Um, and that's like, but you have to keep doing it. Rob Liefeld can't draw feet and is a multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so I I went to WonderCon recently and he was there. And he, I overheard somebody ask him or like just bluntly tell him like, you know, how does it feel to not be able to draw feet? And he's like, I don't know, but the money feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, no he's got a point. It's a good answer. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's, yeah. And you wonder too, it's like, he probably tries to draw feet and he's like, I'm, he probably, or, you know, he's like, oh, I try. Okay. It's not, that's not, he found a way around, which is not to say it's like, yeah, you're not incomplete because you don't do that it's like and i mean like everything at, else is that much at the end of the you know. day like who's looking at the drawings going like that's not a good foot or yeah. that's a Quentin really tarantino yeah other comic book artists are probably it you know it's like, yeah but i, I mean wonder, like yeah, you know, I does it does it break the drawing to have like a really nice foot versus like a really bad one i mean maybe but yeah in the grand scheme of things probably always not. default to bigger boobs there you go. Yes, yeah. uh, I think his. If you look back at Wildcats and oh man, there's there's a him doing what? there's a blog where it's just the forty worst Rob Liefeld. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just, and reenacted by real life people. And, yeah, and there's just, body oh, positions. There, it's just body horror left yeah. and right. Like Cronenberg made half of those things. So um, sorry, <clears throat> something from way earlier. I had to look up incel because I was like, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> incel is. Oh, well. <laughs> Which I think a lot of people listening have no idea what the Apologies. fuck Apologies. Um, incel are members of an online subculture who define themselves as unable to find a romantic or sexual partner despite desiring one, a state they describe as inceldom. Involuntary celibate. Is okay. The, oh, is okay. Where it comes from. oh, my God. So right. it's Sorry. start. I'm, if Sorry. I. I just derailed so, everybody, but sorry. That was it started out me. first as kind of a, a actually an online group to help each other. People support who group. Yeah, it was a support group of people who, like, I'm 
mm-hmm. 40 years old and I'm a virgin and you know or I'm, I've got these disfigurations I have all these problems and I've never you know uh, and then it got radicalized by online trolls because of 4chan and it became part of a men's rights uh, men's rights organization and that's where it just got a lot really of, a lot of members really of the toxic. Donald are on there yeah of yeah course. and, and it, okay. so it's right <clears throat> sorry sorry to interrupt Apologies. Which is true. I, I, mean, I was like, what the fuck is an incel? Yeah. Um, the whole time you guys were saying that, I was like, yeah, he's in a cell. <laughs> I don't know. He's don't in know a cell of his own design. I just think back to the few people that have told me that the Joker is their favorite character, and it's like, look at this. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, also, yeah. you're a monster. Cool. <laughs> so back to that, like, Henry and I, just before we were talking about, like, Henry, Henry was like, you ever see somebody wearing Joker merch? And I'm yes. like, I've seen the ha 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 shirt and yeah. we wonder it's like what do you lo- I want to ask them I was like what do you love about him Yeah. what is your favorite thing about him because it is a little disturbing it's like I'm I love admit, that he kills I everybody. had a Joker shirt but it was a Batman the Animated Series and Batman was in well, it with a giant Joker and it was epic and kay. I got it for two dollars and that that Joker <laughs> is Mark Hamill's like that he's charming and it's like they 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 did a great job of, of yes he's very diabolical but it's like so I and also it's an art style that's fucking great you know but and I think and I wonder too it's like I wonder if that's maybe part of it is like the answer is like oh I like him because the just it's it's the and the opposite of Batman okay that's a good and okay and I would say that the animated series is my. Batman yeah. era. Like that is like I would get home from school and yeah. I would watch that mm-hmm. and it it was just so well done that you know yeah. finding one at a thrift store is pretty, yeah. pretty Danny simple. Elfman, thank you like that. I'll, I, it's yeah, it's I trust me, I have two it's for some reason it's really hard to find all the complete seasons. I've mm-hmm. got like two of the seasons. Um but yeah, that's uh yeah, I mean that that I'm I'm the same way, and you got to meet Kevin. Yeah, oh. wearing a an uh, animated Joker shirt. That's yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, one of the like bucket lists for a while That's has so just been cool. like to be able to meet Kevin Conroy, and that uh, voice, dude. <laughs> at WonderCon, I saw like on the exhibitor list, like his name was listed there, but nowhere else right did they like bring it up, and it's like. I tweeted at him like, "Hey, are you gonna be there?" And he's like, "Yep." And I was like, "Well, that's awesome." So that was fine, cool. it, the first day, I felt like borderline stalkerish because I was like, "Hey, I found yeah. his booth, <laughs> yeah. but he wasn't there." And so I just kept kind of like circling <laughs> it, and I felt really bad because the um, I don't know his real name, the soup Nazi from Seinfeld, was right, <laughs> right next to Who him, does? and no, I'm sure really. he just kept saw- seeing me like going by but not acknowledging him right and so i was like sorry i you know i would love a ladle but i'm, I'm here for priorities Kevin. man um louis you just tripped my memory so so hard from just talking about coming home and watching cartoons um dc where the fuck is my gargoyles movie oh 100 like all my- DC? i think it's disney is think, it Disney? I think it's a Disney property. Well, then, property. Fucking, it's, then I believe Marvel could do it, because holy yeah. shit, Goliath I, I need that. 
in my life. That was the coolest fucking show. I loved Gargoyles so very much. It was when do we rad. get a t- another Tailspin? Like that wow. show was fit. like a steampunk or, or diesel punk was it diesel punk would be yeah because sure. yeah yeah it, there's a there is a divide and I'm, i apologize to all the <laughs> di- diesel punk fans out there that i've you know sullied you're just your name causing again. all kinds of ripples a, in my i am a monster you're very divisive um <laughs> I don't Such know why you keep asshole. inviting me back other than to be a polarizing... <laughs> Toon Disney, for sure. Toon Disney. Disney Channel. Yep. Well, even just make it make it a, a live action, or a series on Disney+. Plus. Don't make it live action. Well, no, I mean... Don't. I mean, oh, if, okay, so if they, did, <laughs> if they did fucking Spider-Verse animation on it, I would shit my pants. But I could I could yeah. see them doing like a lot of mocap and and yeah. doing those characters well enough now, especially with the where our technology is at. I think they could do it justice. But like even talk all the shit you want on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, um, but they did a good job with the carrying a performance through mm-hmm. on on the on the turtles. I thought like I thought everybody did a pretty good job in them. They're not the best movies, but they're they're super fun, and I think they look very good. Yeah, they committed to the bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always for like more bebop and rocksteady. So oh, the yeah. fact that mm-hmm. we got to see them like on the big screen, it was like it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't yeah. it's stupid fun. But okay, hey. yeah, exactly. How fortunate are we right now that the biggest failures of our childhood, as far as TVs, are the Transformers movies that they just soft rebooted and still made billions of dollars. Did you see Bumblebee? I did. It was I liked a great it. movie. Yeah. yeah. I think he even like said "fuck yeah" in the middle of it, or no, it was <laughs> the after the minutes. opening sequence. Yeah, it like went dead the- silent. <clears throat> Yes. Yeah. Oh, there were tons of children. Yeah, in it was the, the G one Cybertron, and <laughs> so cool. I then looked around, and I was sitting with a bunch of eight year olds around me, and I <laughs> tried not to make eye contact. But what they don't understand <clears throat> is that that is our generation, like us thirty plus year olds. It's like we watched them, like yeah, and that's what like I made. I made a note about that rated R shit. It's like I love that. Here's the thing, I'm not hating on them doing comic book movies because it's like, good, you're getting the younger kids into it, but it's like, hey, also, don't forget who who read those comic books. Who I remember going to the store and being like, oh, they don't have it yet. Like, It's, it's us. Like, You can make it rated R. And Deadpool. once again, what Spider-Verse nailed. Right. With including... Right. And it yeah. Did, yeah, and it's like... They didn't forget... Yeah, so it's I don't know. I mean, yeah, we're super lucky. There's there's no like make it all. I'll watch it and I'll judge it if it sucks. I'll be like that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not gonna be shy. But but it's also awesome that we have the option to go see it. Like yeah, that's fucking rad. Like despite all, it's like that that's giving me some childhood memories back. I'm like yes, and um, and I was talking with Prio about this again, Prio. People, he is, he is real. Show. Um, we were talking about. He's like, I'm more and more okay with people making remakes, and I was like, explain. It. And he did, and he was very. He made some very good points, and I was like, I, because initially I was like, no. And then he made a point, and he was like, you know, like what is this? What are we holding on to? If they can make it better, why wouldn't they? It's like, yeah, you're right. 
And if they make it shitty, you still have the old one to go fall back on. So who gives a shit? Like, yeah, remake some shit. When you brought up Tank Girl earlier, I was like, well, how has that one not been made in this era especially? Right. Would be killing it. I I mean, I've been tweeting at Lori Betty for probably... (laughs) That'd be cool. She has to come back. Like five years straight. Just like, hey, can we like do something with this? Like, because it's a... Yeah. I mean, if you did it sort of like into the Spider-Verse where it's just right. doesn't take itself seriously because it shouldn't be. Yeah. It's absolutely stupid and zany and that's how it works. But, I mean, her boyfriend's a mutant kangaroo. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you do that seriously? Yeah. <laughs> it just, like, into the Spider-Verse Mad Max it and, like, it would be so much fucking fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't, like, break the fourth wall. Like, you know, just have fun with it and make it, mm-hmm. make it R, you know? But... yeah. You have to, yeah. And, and, and exactly, it's like, Tank Girl. And they're like, there were girls in it, maybe PG. No. Mm-hmm. Tank Girl. And just mm-hmm. get a fan. Hey, Kevin Smith, you have a lot of money now. You're a fan of comics. Make that movie. Or have your friends make that movie. Give, be the producer. Like, and, and, you know, that's the thing. is like It takes fans to make those movies. Like, the Scott Moser you know, animated Tank Girl. Mm-hmm. Yes, let me marinate in that for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many cool, and that's the thing is like, there's I want to see these things come out. Like, do it, make it. I can't right now, but maybe I should. Like the whole Kevin Smith model. Well, if nobody's making it, you should go make it. He's like, that's what he did. He's like, oh, nobody was making this movie about two clerks, you know, the clerks, and I made it, and then look where I am now. It's like, yeah, that's that's actually a really good model to be like, yeah, and you. You just push forward. You, he's like, yeah, I made some things that people didn't like. But he made <laughs> But he kept it. making it. So, I don't know. There's no... Ex- In the end, our own, we always come to that excuse. It's like, well, it's like, yeah, you're in your own way. Always. And I'm guilty of everybody. And that that's not to be like, good Pat. I'm not Tony Robbins. <laughs> Live with passion. Or whatever his deep, creepy, weird voice is. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sorry. But I'm going around the table, what would everyone want to see is their like dream movie getting made or remade? I know it's oh, boy. <laughs> Dude, uh, okay, Prio, if you, I'm gonna make him listen to this <laughs> just for this next couple minutes because I'm gonna not throw him under the bus, but he said it, not me. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'd be totally okay if they re- if they remade Indiana Jones. And he's listen, huh. this is a kid, a kid. This is a guy. He's a kid. We're all kids. Yeah. This is a dude who loves Indiana Jones. Like, he has multiple sets of different releases of the DVDs and the tapes, and it's like, he loves it, but he's like, you know what? If they remade it, I'd be okay with that. Huh. And I was like, yeah, and then he went on to say, look, he's like, I love The Last Crusade. I love all these. He's like, but there's so much slapstick. He's like, just show me something a little greater. Show me him actually doing archaeology for once. <laughs> I'm gonna piggyback, <laughs> and I was like, "You're not wrong." I I see your point, and I think you have something there. The idea that when when is Indiana Jones set in the fifty late fifties forties forties? Because remember the yeah, the, yeah. yeah. late 30s the, the other 40s. Germans are involved. Uh, okay, so um, so Nazis. I've always wanted um, a short run movie hmm. where it is in either like what did you say short run short round short round yeah <laughs> short run. Fuck. <laughs> His that's brother. I've had that's, a, that's his yeah. brother. Sure. No, but you, you put it in like the 70s. Um, 
view, you have him with his iconic hat. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you do Indiana Jones shit with just another character and expand the universe. You don't have to do Indiana Jones. You have this other character. And for the people who were adults when Indiana Jones came out, they could still like reminisce about their parents' time in that era. So it was it was looking back to that and now we're in that prime zone where like our parents grew up in either the seventies, like the eighties or for some of us with old parents like in the sixties. Like that's still relevant and you can you can there's so much to touch back on that you could use in that and have him be an Indiana Jones character. Like now, do you do Big Trouble in Little China for him where he thinks he's the the center of attention, but he's actually the sidekick. No, I think or I think you, you go. Fo- I think you go. <laughs> you go true like Indiana Jones with it. Um, but yeah, because you can you can use all of the same tropes and everything, and it's it's a mate like yeah. Just have him be Indiana Jones, but in a different era. Well, I see it. He they, there's a cutscene, and he's Indiana's like here's all my notebooks. I'm dying, and then he's. Fucking step no. Because I don't um, want Shia LaBeouf. I don't want Shia LaBeouf. Would this not... be directed by Quentin Tarantino? No, I mean it could be. That would be pretty fun. But, no, I. But so that's yeah. Cast, that's... cast Glenn from Walking Dead. There you go. As cool. as adult short round, and yeah. it would be so much fun. I would I would see that movie a bunch of times. Right, right. Um, that's a good question. What man? What would yours be if if you could see something be remade? I, remade. I had a few more minutes. Or made, I guess, was um, the other one. Too. Well, I mean, I'm going back to the Lobo one. I think that's yeah, just that's we, are, we are pretty primed for that. We're gonna get some X Men stuff coming out primed. soon. Yeah, um, so primed. Come on. But I want to see the Highlander done well. I know that sounds really silly, but it's like that's a solid choice. Like put Ryan Reynolds with a sword running around. Ryan Reynolds. Because cause why not? Like if. <laughs> If he's if if Idris Elba is our default black guy, then Ryan Reynolds is our default white guy at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, like mm. it, it just silly enough, but it's like it it's still kind of cool because sword guys and well, have also fun. now with like good sword play, like you can get the stunt coordinators who right. will do it justice. Like you did, you know, John Wick and Into the Badlands have shown that there are really good stunt people who are just kind of waiting around to do work and hell make that make that an interesting movie again i probably was crap if you go back in time and rewatch it again but it, i mean it holds up come on I probably mean. i mean the, the soundtrack is queen for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> the kurrigan come on who would play the kurrigan I mean, Hound from Game of Thrones. That <laughs> did this work. Damn Yarp. it. Yarp. Exactly. Shave your head again and get some weird scars and some stringy hair and just be like, I'm the Kurrigan. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's, I like that. Remake Highlander. Yeah. And have Christopher Lambert in there somewhere just with this weird Swedish. What is he? Swedish? Swiss? French. No, um, he's got a. He might be. Uh, let's the Oracle will know, but people screaming and he's fucking from Amsterdam. Um, what about he's you? Brazilian. Yeah, that'd be tight. Audrey, if, does it necessarily have to be comic books? No, or? it could be okay. anything you want to see made or remade. 
I just, I'm kind of just now getting into the comic book thing, unfortunately. How dare um, you? No, I'm just kidding. I just, I grew up Good. reading a lot Better of fantasy. Fantasy, yeah. So, uh, something I've always wanted to see, and I think it would need to be a Guillermo del Toro, and it would need to be rated R. There's a few of the Redwall books. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that I have just been dying to see, and they could. It, I kind of want them to do what they did with Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix, which is make cartoons for adults, because he I think wrote you did some with of Venture and Tim right? Miller. God, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but basically, Brian Jakes was a master of some of the villains, and those books, she like they're meant that. for children, they're written for children. But especially in the second book, Redwall, Clooney the Scourge, just that massive rat with this tail with spikes on the... He he was gnarly. Like, yeah. I want to see that kind of stuff, and I want it to be... Um, I want it to be rated R. Yeah, <laughs> I want it no. to be very much for adults, because I feel like that would be the only way that you could get across just how badass yeah. and how gnarly these villains were. Yeah. Um, and basically kind of convey the same feeling yeah. that I had as a kid reading those oh, books dude, to yeah. an adult I, now. One of my favorite series, Redwall. Yeah. Fucking Salamandistron, the Badgers were always right? one of my favorites. I was like, the Badgers otters? are fucking tight. Yeah. Ta- yeah. Tagarung. Yeah. yeah. No, That's, t- I think Tagarung is my favorite. That's a good one. That's why, probably why I love animals so much, honestly. Like, I read right. those books and I was like, I love these little people. Like, kill that thing. I'm like, No. It's no. what if it's gonna go home and eat pancakers? Because that's, that's what the moles called it. No. Um, that's ty- that's a good choice. And it needs to be Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let he me, needs to have something mm-hmm. to do with it for let sure. Me, can he? He can just do the visuals. Have someone else okay, write a story because he's sure. terrible at stories. Okay. Fair uh, enough. And I said it here. Who would on you the recommend podcast. for the story then? Do you Ooh, know, I don't know off the top of your head? Yeah, I don't see? know, but he does not write a good story. I'm sorry, Guillermo. I could see that. You're, you make amazing movies, but your stories, you, they fall apart when you write the story. Shake of Water is a good movie. It is a really good it. movie. Um, oh, 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 okay, fuck you. Is it one best oh, one picture? movie out of how many he's made? One best picture. Come on, man. You gotta see it. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah. So we're gonna use that as our... Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, it's just an opinion, Henry, but I love his movies except when he's writing in them. I'm like, it's something that gets left. I think he tries to take on too much. That's my opinion. Anyways, I like that. <laughs> is Crimson Peak the hill you're gonna die on? Oh, no. Crimson... Oh, yeah, no. I, I, I won't... I'll just forget about just that. Just watch a movie called Kronos, and you'll be like, what the fuck am I watching? Well, is I, is I no one going to bring up Blade 2? Oh. You mean, you mean that oh. one of the best drunk movies to watch? <laughs> I, I'm, you're right. Well, Eamon, thank you for bringing that up, Blade 2. Listen, I'll fight for Papa Guillermo whenever he needs it. So. <laughs> no, I love Blade 2 is tight. Fucking vampires that eat other vampires. That's fucking rad. And that's what I want to see. I don't want to see... Never mind. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> ripping on shit of water, and I've never seen it. <laughs> Grindy Nemo, is it? <laughs> Jesus. You gotta write that one down if you have it. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, Redwall. Fucking make Redwall. Um, and which, I mean, we want to get everybody. Eamon, what about you, man? What would you want to see made or remade? Um, that what what's gnawing at your uh, truth be told, I would like to see it would be more of like probably like a TV series, yeah. but um, probably like a, a Hellboy series rather awesome. than like yes. a movie. A movie stand hmm. because yes. uh, I haven't seen the new one. I've heard it's not good. Um, but the the great thing about Hellboy is he exists over like a series of decades, 
and he goes to all these like random locations throughout the world and investigates like the mythologies and the creatures that inhabit like um like he'll go to mexico and get into a luchador fight and then fight a chupacabra and then he'll go to ireland and you know investigate fairies and stuff and so i think like almost like a villain of the week like each episode he's investigating something new I love that, that would work and then you can introduce like the rest of the bprd and like all the crazy characters that are like part of the team no. that investigate supernatural occurrences but you just can't get that in an hour and a half absolutely yeah. and Man. his sidekick short round is the wrestling <laughs> yeah. that we all watch That's all this crossovers. happen through. yeah um i've heard the the new one i've i've read a couple reviews of it where the people sound like they didn't actually watch the movie. When I'm reading the review, I'm like, mm. it sounds like you watched the trailer. Mm. Or, or like you started watching this movie and then halfway through it you started watching your, or writing a review. Um, the one that it was really fair, I think, to it was like, this is the heavy metal love letter to Guillermo del Toro's uh, Hellboy. This is the one that you're going to see demons doing really fucked up shit to people like you're gonna see what what horror he is protecting the world from okay and you're gonna see them like rip people's face like for the people who don't don't like that or like aren't in that like if you haven't listened to three inches of blood you might not you know, <laughs> like just it, it's like a heavy metal album cover but in a movie and i'm like i'm was prepared for that like i'm I'm ready to go see it and and watch it for that. Um, yeah, no, I kind of want to see it actually. After I, I've heard, yeah, that it's very like metalocalypse, like yeah. so over the top, tongue in cheek, and mm. like I, I've just heard that there was probably one producer on set that was inter- interfering quite a bit. I think it was a Vanity Fair uh, article or um, maybe entertainment. I don't know. There was someone was saying that there is a one producer kept like. Oh, we should do this. Oh, we should do this. And David Harbour walked off set a few times. He's like, no, we're good. And, like, called it. And, you know, so the the storytelling I hear is clunky. But if you're going for visuals and you want just, like, epicness, it, it fulfills that. See, yeah, that's, that's kind of my feeling. And knowing as well, there's plenty of movies that aren't going to be fucking Casablanca. Like, right. <laughs> like, you, you gotta, like, I, going into Captain Marvel, I'm like, I know I'm not going to get, like, a real deep storytelling of this character, but I also don't need to. Like, I'm going, for, like, to lead up, give me some backstory for Endgame. Like, that's, like, yeah. I just want to meet Cara Danvers, mm-hmm. and that's all I really need out of this movie. And I like it's a spectacular. Like there are certain movies that are visual spectaculars, and some of them that are like in-depth things. Some can do both, which is fantastic. And when you do that, fucking all the props to you. But sometimes I don't fucking need that. Sometimes I just want to watch some shit explode. And, and that Henry might be the most. And that's I want more honesty about that. And my friend Nick Kern, you're not under the bus, but. We call them Kern movies because it's like, oh, that's a movie Kern would like because it's, and it's like, that's not a, it used to, it's like, I can't poke fun because he's like, I, I liked it. It's like, fuck, I can't argue with you because you liked it. Like, that's fucking awesome. Like, I did not like that, but you liked it and that's rad. Um, and that's fine. That's an honest assessment of like, 
well, why did you like that movie? I asked my brother this about a scary I can't remember what movie, but he was like, it scared me. And I was like, that's it. That's all I need. I don't need, like, well, you know, the character of this, it's like, sometimes it's like, no, it scared the shit out of me. It was good. It was scared it scared me. And I was like, that's all you need. <coughs> oh, bless you. Mm. Um, that scared me. He'll see it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. But, um, I love the Hellboy series. That'd be, uh, trust me, that's, so, Audrey just thinking it's like yeah get Guillermo to direct and be in charge but also like hey Neil Gaiman do you mind writing a little oh, like for adaptation because oh, he's so good I think like okay. aside from Hellboy <laughs> if I could like the dream thing would be somebody do something with Sandman yeah, yeah. Just, which they yeah. tried I remember yeah. and it's like and even Gaiman said it himself he's like I'm glad he's like we were trying and it never came, and he's like, and I'm glad we didn't because it wouldn't have been right. It was felt like rushed, and it's. And I watched American Gods like the first season. I'm on season two now, and I'm like, it's that's rad. Like, do more of that. But again, yeah, the Sandman comics would be. Has anyone watched Lucifer yet? Yeah, yeah. I love Lucifer. It's okay. It's <laughs> uh, it's, it's dealing with some really like. There are moments where I'm like, that is genius. That's brilliant, and then it's just the. The window dressing of being, I don't know, this uh, procedural cop show so, yeah. where everyone's too pretty, and I'm kind of like, oh, this is like NCIS for my dad. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's where I felt that's yeah, my cheese that's whiz, funny. dude. Because yeah. I like um, that show, Lie to Me, um, with uh, what's his name, uh, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah. Um, like I, the, all, there's a couple of those shows that I'll fall in love with, just and and can just turn on. And binge while I do other stuff. And Lucifer is one of those shows where I like the characters and it has enough of a kind of like, like fantasy mm-hmm. element to it. But it's at its core like, I I know what's gonna happen a little bit, and but it's still fun and I love kind of some of the lore attached right. to it. And I, mind you, I say this having watched the first season and I'm in the second season diligently watching the through and just because it does bring up these really good points that. And I was like, okay, well, you, you got me because it is Neil Gaiman's work, and it, I, I want it to be better than it is. And it's like there's a, such a kernel of, of goodness and ideas there, and it, it it's almost like it should be centered in like the Constantine universe mm-hmm. um, more so than what we got with, um, you know, was it CBS or something? Uh, it's on. I think it's on Fox, um, okay. and and that that does present its limitations too, where. Where you see these shows try to try to create a a full universe and developed characters, but they can't swear, mm-hmm. and he's the fucking devil. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like he, like they they get away with just enough because they they show it at ten o'clock. Yeah. So they they get just enough leeway where they can pull out some stops, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 tricky, and I have to like. I can't ignore that fact of when I'm watching something that I care about, knowing that I can't place the blame on just either the creator or the showrunner or who it is, because they have a studio to answer yeah. to. And that's oftentimes like the downfall of it is somebody else who doesn't have that love and care interfering. And, and piggybacking off of that, <clears throat> a show that I, w- again, I, I should have thought of this one earlier about remaking was the Dresden Files, which I don't know if you've ever read the book yeah. or not. Yeah, those, those were, that was a, books it was are, a cool show for what once he is. Once I I, I love the book so much, and right. I watched one episode and I was like, 
Yeah. I, I can't sully this with <laughs> this, this show. So Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. I would like to see, like you said, maybe a, a Netflix 10-episode, mm-hmm. him just kind of wandering through. And you, you wouldn't have to do exactly the... Uh, the story arcs that they're doing in the books, but you could yeah. play with that. And, and urban wizardry, come on. Like, you know, the Harry Potter books made billions of dollars. Why would you not think that people aren't into that as a, mm-hmm. a concept? Watch The Magicians on sci mm-hmm. It's a great show. So, Henry, can we safely say that your remake or needs to be made would be the short round movie? Um, or, or do yeah. you want to... Because I did pick, I did piggyback a little bit on, That's on what fine. you were saying. Um, um, I just had nowhere to put it. I dropped, I dropped chocolate in my old beer glass for everybody at home, and that's Bender made a face of of utter disgust. I was like, I don't know if that's a good choice. Well, no, it's fine. I'll still eat it. Um, yeah, definitely uh, not on Mike. I slapped Narf. Um, no, I w- I would definitely Sorry. make that movie. Um, <laughs> the the remake that I want to see. And it's a really tough, like, there's there's so many, but uh, using the third man, um, it's this old, old fucking awesome movie. It's just a, like, noir mystery movie. The third man. The third man. Okay. I've never um, heard of it. I would love to see that done well because it's some really iconic imagery. It's a fascinating story. Um, I don't think a lot of people have seen it. So I don't think a lot of people would be upset by it being remade. I think some old film buffs would have their opinions about it, but if you if you got the right team together to make a really stylistic noir mystery, I think it would be really fun and it would be a great ride for people to go along and see. So I would I would go with the third man. If I'm if I'm reboot if I'm starting a new series or something, like yeah, fucking stars take up short round do it a series. <laughs> okay. Nice. But, I like yeah. that. I like that. <clears throat> um, cool. Yeah. I mean, mine. I don't fuck. After hearing all those, it's like I. I really agree with a lot of those. Like the Hellboy series would be badass. And Amazing it's like, screw on head. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, Amazing oh, screw you, on head. Motioning for me to to do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Aim and tell, explain. I'll be I'll be Henry's voice. It's uh. He's a secret agent in the for that works for the president, President Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he's awesome. exactly what he sounds like. He is a like living bolt awesome. that he screws into different robotic bodies. Oh, that's badass. Okay, I think you told me this about this a long Paul time. Paul Giamatti does the voice in the one cartoon. They that's made. awesome. Yeah. Okay, um, that sounds rad. I don't remember like what the basic premise is aside from Lincoln calls him up and says, "We need your help." <laughs> and awesome sends him after a mummy, isn't that yeah. it? Or yeah, and the mummy has a giant hookah that if he wants to like learn everything you know, he puts you in the hookah and smokes you. <gasps> it's, <laughs> wow, it's yeah. fucking rad. That's Stony. Wow, very cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, remakes, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Or needs to be made. I mean, there's so many good choices, like right. like Dresden Lobo. Like a fucking Lobo movie, because now that now I can't get it out of my head. I'm like, yeah, that's a, he's a inter, he's an intergalactic biker who's a bounty hunter. Like, come on, so good. 
He loves space dolphins. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. And, very, he, and again, you can do a Green Lantern. Like that's how you rebeat the Green Lantern cores. You know. And there you go. I like it. The one, the one Green Lantern movie that I would love to see um, is the. It's when he has to go into. He's on like the main planet with all the Green Lantern core. And in order to find like his final test, he goes inside the lantern, and you basically go inside your own mind, and you have to fight your way out. And so he's in this like psychedelic landscape. He gets there. He's riding on like, he's basically like a cowboy, but he's riding on this alien. Doesn't remember who he is or why he's there. And he has like it's him dealing like going throughout this whole journey inside of his own mind. And that would be such an awesome way to you introduce your character. You don't need to know his fucking backstory. And and then at the end of the movie he is the Green Lantern, mm-hmm. so you can then add him into a series, like right. do another movie. You can do whatever you want, but it's a self-contained adventure yeah. that could like actually spark a series. Oh, okay. Sorry, that's sorry. <laughs> I got all excited. <laughs> you know what I want to see made? Somebody do a story about. A dude that investigates the cult of Cthulhu, mm-hmm. H.P. Lovecraft world. There's a huge universe out there. They're doing what's that? There's a video game. No, there's there the Beyond the City. of Madness okay. by the people who did Mandy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they doing the color? No, the color. I know what you're talking about the color and the sound or whatever. Thank, uh, sure. The, the color and the shape of music. That's oh, not it. That's <laughs> not it. But yes, I know I like that's that, that supposedly got greenlit by that same production company. So that's not it. Uh, that's awesome. But yeah, like there you go. H.P. Lovecraft. Hello. Yeah, he was super racist, but he he wrote <laughs> he wrote some seriously awesome horror. He was. He was really racist. Anti-Semitic. He's a piece of shit, kind yeah, of like as a human. But hey, great writer. Wrote some iconic shit. Um, on on kind of a similar note, yeah. I would like to see more Conan movies. Oh, like, dude. Well yeah. Done. yeah. Conan, dude. I mean, they right. tried. Nice. Didn't stole. they try to do it with uh, Jason Momoa? Jason Momoa. And here's the thing: great casting, but it's like it was a shit movie. I I I'm just become more and more of a, a fan of practical effects. Yeah, where I think you would have been able to Conan sell me on a lot of that if they had just yeah. done non CGI monsters or do do more with less. Because yeah. I mean, and the, <clears throat> the thing about those is like you can have like the huge monsters and stuff. You also don't need them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, half the time it is just like warring like factions of yeah. like barbarians or like kingdoms and all that sort of stuff. Um, and you know, maybe, like the the Conan cartoon show from from our youth. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, bring in Thundar or something. Um, but yes, yeah, that's, you know. I, that's actually because I, I and, and I'm sure I don't know. I my brother Thaddeus always sends me links when the Frazetta girls are doing their flash sales because they have <clears throat> it's it's awesome deals and I I need to get some prints. But he's got a couple of the because dude Frank Frazetta like his art his fan if you want and I know you're Audrey like that's that. Dude, if you want fantasy art and just some of the most iconic, like the Death Dealer, like mm-hmm. fucking, fuck yeah, like, um, so rad. Even just leaning into the cheese a little bit, like don't give me something that you think like, oh, like teenage boys will think this oh. is fucking cool. It's like no, give me some camp, give me some like, like lean in. It's especially with comic book franchises, like give me some pop zooms. Like I want, <laughs> I want something fun. I mean, we're going to see a lot of failing 
high fantasy movies from here on out. They're, now that they have a template of like, oh, you know, uh, Game of Thrones made a shitload of money, so we're going to try that. And they're going to fail so ridiculously because they're going to focus on the wrong things. Like, Game of Thrones, we were saying earlier, worked because it was political intrigue with the occasional sword and sandal. Like, focus on that and make the, the background, you know, high fantasy. And that's, I think, more people would be into it. But... That's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it, doesn't Amazon have their like multi-million dollar Lord of the Rings series that's going to billion? Do- I think yeah, it's, it's, yeah. that sounds rad. Yeah, they're doing the similar Do similarian, and like they aren't letting. Uh, they had to put paper over the windows apparently, so that people with drones couldn't look into the windows and read the scripts. Wow, I mean, and that's what the, get fucking <laughs> relax, people. I need to know why. Just wait. What's well, ever waiting? I mean, like it's a book. They yeah, could, yeah, the right, same right, right. Spoiler alert! Yeah, the book is out. <laughs> I don't want to read. It's too long. Well, fucking a. Be more patient. Damn it. Get that hunger for like waiting for that book or that comic to come out. Ah, oh, yeah, or that movie. It's like, eh, I don't need to blast my retinas with, with trailers of movies I want to see. I don't. I don't need to see them because I'm like, when I go to the theater and I'm completely shocked I'm like I had no idea that person was in this that's what I want because I, I that's it it's like yeah I, I, I love being like completely taken by surprise seeing a movie with Bender is fun <laughs> I hear yeah. you cover your eyes during the trailer oh absolutely <laughs> I don't I'm not shamed I don't give a shit it's no like, I don't want to see I, I, I don't want to know it's... anything about it before I don't want no because it's like something that I that I want I admire trust that. me if it's a movie I don't care about I'm like Fully, give me that because I, yep, I now I definitely don't want to see it. But sometimes a, I'm like, yeah. I have a question for you. I'll rent that. <laughs> would you would you watch the trailers in the theaters if they were only in the theaters? No. Really? Because I like to me, I think, like I I would thought you you would just in that like if I didn't have to see it on TV, if I didn't have to see it on the internet all the time, like it, it like seeing it in the theater like that one time you see a movie like every, every so often like that I think gives me intrigue and it's like oh well I'm gonna go see that but you you still you would still hold strong on on not watching the trailer yeah if it's something that I know I, I'm like could potentially get ex- like and I will be excited about it's like nah and I've been taken by surprise. I've watched trailers for movies, and I'm like, what is this? And then I was like, oh, shit, I want, but all right, it worked. But when it's something that I know, like the new Avengers movie, it's like I don't need to see anything. I don't want to see any. I don't care. I don't want to see a cutscene, even if it's not actually in the movie. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't even want to know because I want to go in for, with nothing, just blank slate. Like, fill me with what you did. <laughs> that, that sounds fucked Whoa. up. Yeah, as well. I do while like, I eat a chocolate covered Twinkie. I do like how Endgame is only using like the first ten or fifteen minutes for, the for all their promotional material. Like yeah. other you know, there's people, please do that. I don't need to see the boss fight in the trailer. Like yeah, just don't. Like, don't do pull it. Pull these strings a little bit. Just like give me just, just little morsels. And I think JJ Abrams tried for a while to like on his trailers to be like a little more obscure and it's like it. I get it though. There's pressure. It's like, but for me, it's like that's exactly the opposite of what I want to see. I don't show me any. Show me less is more. Exactly. Yeah. Show me the ship, and that's it. And then it's like boom, and I'm like boom. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see like 
oh, this thing's in it, and that thing, and that creature, and this character, and this is that. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't, mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. Why are you, who, that's not for me, and that's my choice. That's why I'm like, no, no. Although Multiple new... explosions in a trailer, and my brain has already kind of shut off. <laughs> it's like, all right. Although the new Star Wars trailer made me cream my pants and cry at the same time. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't have that in me. I'm just like, I don't want to watch it. I don't, that, like, I just have no, that doesn't, I, I know I want to see it, so why would I want to, and here's why, it all, I got traumatized. It all goes back to trauma. I overdid it with The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I delved deep and I read it's like and I read and then I watched the movie and I was underwhelmed even though I loved it but I was like my brother and I went so deep into that movie of like trailers secret trailers secret this and that and then and like Ultimate got reality. so much shit and then we went and saw it and it was like that was really good but fuck like if I had not known any of that it would have been that much and so it's like yeah and I'm and trust me like the Avengers movie I went and saw no trailer no knowledge and I was like end of the fucking end of the movie I was infinity or I was like I walked out and I was like I need a shot of whiskey or something I need something I don't know I was like I don't know what I expected because I've that's where I and again I tra- I read up to Civil War and some of the and I have the Civil War comic but it's like I didn't get into that infinity war so I'm like the vi- I was like no Wow, okay, it did its job. I walked in and watched that movie. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, I fresh. typically, um, I try to avoid trailers. I'll usually watch like the first one they release because it's just a nice right. little mm-hmm. teaser. Like, yeah. it just yeah. it, get excited for this. Right. Music, um, yeah. And like, and it, it worked. Like, the the one most recently was Pet Cemetery mm-hmm. came out. And I was like, yeah. that looks all right. And I can't remember what movie I was in the theater for, but they showed the second trailer which was basically the entire movie. And I was like, I don't have to see it now. Right. Because you just played it, you you condensed it to a minute. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel with the Hellboy trailers that I've seen. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's a big, okay, there's a big scene. Okay, we have the spot from the first, or from the Guillermo del Toro ones where he's got the horns and blah, blah. Okay, I kind of know where this movie's going. Mila Jovovich is something, maybe she's in the <laughs> She's in that. Cool. It's like... <laughs> That's awesome. You actually and, saved me from that Pet Cemetery uh, trailer. I mean, what you, what you, I think you posted I was, on Twitter. I was about so it. mad because I was like, I just couldn't avoid it, and so I, I stood on my soapbox and I was like, everyone avoid this and pick yeah. up this movie, and I never saw it. Yeah. I had no idea if it's good or not because it was just like, yeah, it's supposed to be super fun. Um, I just, I, I'm waiting. Like I, you, yeah. you literally like, I did a full like. Just like shut off on anything Pet Cemetery because I was like, well, like I can't watch anything for yeah. it. Which was super, yeah, it bummed me out because like that's one of my all time favorite books. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, they're remaking it, like cool, let's do it. And then to have that just kind of like essentially spoiled, like by the filmmakers, it was like, yeah, okay, you bastards. Or the studio again. Or we, yeah, it's like trailer, trailer movie people because, yeah. yeah, you know, they. Farm it out. Yeah, give us give us the benefit of the doubt. Like we don't want to know everything we're going in for. Even just showing like like if you go back and watch old school trailers, some of it is just like this actor's in it. So is this actor and this man in 
this movie, and yeah. that's like all that's you it. get. That's all I right. want. But then you watch like I'm Die Hard's trailer, right? oh, and yeah. it's it is like five minutes long. <laughs> it it has to like. John McClane is a cop. <laughs> and it's like, no, he's not. You know, Hans Gruber is your bad guy. Like, it, it spells it out so much because they they didn't trust the audience to right. be able to figure these things out at the time. And it, if you get the chance, it's actually worth watching because he. That's fine. It is not made how we watch trailers now. If you want to watch Die Hard, but you have five minutes, <laughs> just watch the trailer. I mean, any horror movie ever. Oh, they showed who gets killed. Tight. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, cool, 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 cool. You're going to leave it up to one or two people that survive. I'm pretty sure I'll figure it out. And that's what it's like, yeah, I don't waste my time. Um, you guys, How do you guys feel? You guys feeling good? Feeling good. Get everything off your chest a little bit. Um, I mean, we could go for hours and hours just because this is all of our true inner nerds passion coming out, but... I think we've covered a lot, a lot of good shit. Um, Eamon, thanks again for being here, man. Hey, thanks and, for having me. Um, people listening can go find your art to buy on Etsy and buy prints. Support your art, your your friends of a friend who does art. Um, I don't then, have a, like a password or anything on it because okay. spelling my name is hard enough. Yeah. So E A, which is funny because it's not to me. I'm like Eamon, E A M O N, Eamon. And it's a great name, Eamon Winkle. And that's and your uh, Instagram handle is at Eamon Winkle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go follow, like, go to the Etsy store, buy his art. Do it. It's very good. It's very good. We'll um, also check out... Uh, yeah, Louis. Yeah, if you're in follow, slow... Yeah, actually, follow Audrey's work. Yeah, I was going to say. Right. She's an actual artist. I'm a, I'm a hack. <laughs> Well, they're, they're, all they're all they're all lying. Go, go check out Louis Campo's stuff at Louis Campo, yeah. um, and then check out at Mama Beatnik. Um, if I get enough interest, I'll start a Patreon, and for ten dollars a month, I'll send you my toenails and fingernail clippings. Um, Perfect. You know, that's awesome. I don't know. What do people? Hey, why not? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you can monetize anything these days. Apparently. Be a nano influencer, as our friend Graham would say. <laughs> You're nano influencing right now. Um, hilarious. Um, what did what did um, what did uh, Sarah Fox call the Laura uh, Fox? Laura Fox. Oh, sorry, sorry, Laura Fox. <laughs> Just forgot your name, right? Quick. Um, what, what did she oh, call shit, the, our, our the, little inspiration? Oh, the, uh, oh, God, I'm Pe- sitting here It's somewhere. not pieces of flair. That's oh, sparkle, probably, some along the... <laughs> it's something funny. This is great, great audio broadcasting while, <laughs> while we look through. Yeah. <laughs> um, if anyone has downtime, check out It Could Happen Here, uh, the podcast about the next uh, Well, I think American we've, honestly, War. like, I think we've covered some... In- I, I got Paper Girls... For people that need to read a new comic or a cool story, Paper Girls from Amen. Um, I mean, people listening have probably not seen many of the shows we talked about, so go watch those shows. Um, Anybody have any music, a show you're watching, anything fun? Other than Game of Thrones, of course. I mean, yeah. I really liked Love, Death, and Robots. Love yeah, I was going to say, we didn't cover that, and that was, the, yeah, absolutely. I need more cartoons for adults. It's yeah. just... It felt very much like the the heavy metal. Yeah. It's a great anthology. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely, yeah. And definitely. even the ones I was like, oh, that's kind of... Yeah. I, st- I still didn't hate it. No. It's yeah. like, yeah. I wouldn't have done that, but it was still really rad. Yeah. <laughs> the ones about, was it yeast or... The uh, yogurt the that takes... So that was fucking good... smart. It was like yeah. five minutes, yeah. and just that little vignette was... So much to say with so And I think that was Maurice LaMarche doing the narration who does voices on Futurama and he, mm-hmm. you name it. Uh, who was he? Pinky. Yep, it was. I, I looked yeah. it up. Um, but yeah, that's fuck yeah. I love Death and Robots. I was going to say that's good. You got to include that. Um, and that everybody too. should listen to Pup's new album, Morbid Stuff. It is a fantastic album, and just an interesting thing on on making things with your friends, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a little like fifteen minute interview with CBC Canada, um, uh, uh, just about mental health, making stuff, how to do it. <laughs> like nobody's a, a genius or a savant when they're starting, but just about putting in the work and. And, and continuing to make stuff, I think is, is a really awesome thing. So check out that interview with CBC that Pump mm. does. Nice. Well, cheers, you guys. I have an empty glass, but I'll cheer it anyways. For the sound, thanks for being here. Appreciate you guys. Now go make something. Go watch something. Go do something. And in the words of our great friend, Eamon Winkle, hashtag keep drawing. There we go. All right. All right thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you.